Alright, and welcome back to the show. <laughs> Just slipping in with that one early. I'm um, joined by Kate and Q again uh, for probably episode 31. Well, every, every time. No, every time we say out of the beginning podcast, we forget what number we're on. We're going to look it up next time before we do it, and then we never do. It doesn't help that we've just now started a bonus episode. Yes. Plug, 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 for the new thing. We're new formatting. Yes, where we're um, doing our Trash or Not Trash on one week, and then our main event and our news coverage on an alternating week. This is episode 28. Not accounting for the bonus episode that's going to draw before this. So 29. Wait. No, I'm sorry. It's 34. <laughs> the bonus episode 33. <laughs> Depending on how you do it, it's 33, 34. But iTunes will label it as 28 or 29. And once again, I will just tell our audience. <laughs> we don't know and how. No, once again, I'll tell Wait. our audience. We are Organized Chaos Podcast. Wait. I don't know how to fix this. And I have called so no. many people. Wait, oh, I'm just, oh, forget everything I said, I was right. It is 28 or 29, whichever one you release first. Okay. Do we have this is episode 52. No. Welcome. How are you today? I got confused by... This makes great radio. Forgot, exactly. I forgot whether the episode number was our number or the number after. So, we're getting great close radio. to it's going to be May. Who's excited for that? All the sync memes coming out. Uh, just... Plug it out over here in the corner while they deal with this. Cinco de Mayo. There we go. May the force be with you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. a Star Wars plug for the day. Ooh, we might have to do a Star Wars movie for our main event. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think we should roll the dice on that. Like, assign... A Ooh. number to each of the movies, and then roll the dice and see what they see what D and D dice. I say roll a D twenty, see what it says. So I guess we're ruling out prequels. No, 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 no all no, the no, above. No, no. <laughs> we, how many? There's probably twelve movies. We could roll a D twelve. Ooh. Get my get our D and D dice going. What? Because if you count the uh, stole the, Star Wars story, Rogue One, and the Christmas special, it's all <laughs> Disney Plus. It's watchable on Disney Plus. I think that's actually the move. Let's do this. Okay. Cool. I'm here for this. For the, the May 4th? So at the top while I'm thinking about it. So is that going to be our main movie for next time? Are we... Yeah, it will be a Star Wars Because in two weeks, probably. it will be... Oh, I don't want Yeah, it'll be a perfect drop for it. Yeah. Uh, perfect. Thank you. Thank you. I did something right. Wait. Yes. Um, <laughs> and at the top, I wanted to bring up again that we do now have a hotline. The phone number is 707-682-9310. Uh, give us a call with any thoughts, topics, questions, and we'll answer them and maybe play them on the show, but that might require editing, so maybe not. Um, if, you, if we're going to do that, don't say, don't dox yourself. Yeah, don't dox yourself. Keep it anonymous. We <laughs> um, don't need names. Yeah. Uh, Unless it's Abby. If it's Abby, just I just enjoy you. Just, I want to talk to you. Let me know. Abby, if, it, if it's you, just, just call your brother. <laughs> <laughs> if we ever do Fired Up, she will come on the show for it. I'm so Hell down. Yeah. That's one of her favorite all-time movies. Oh, damn. That was a raunchy comedy. Mm-hmm. Actually, it was going to be one of my picks, but then I forgot about it while we were doing the draft. Ah, plug. You, could, uh, you can hear what our other picks were on the bonus episode. There we go. Yes, we talk about raunchy comedies, and we know you are all a little bit of pervy out there. You want to know what our picks were. <laughs> Um, so let's start with the news at the top, and then we'll get into the movie, and then wrap it up. Before we get into that, though, can I just say, I feel like we need, like, a little, like, jingle for the news. Like, Weekend Update has their little, like, dun-dun-dun. Like, I think we just need a little, 
music. Get into the news. Dun, 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 it's dun, dun, news dun, time. Dun, 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 dun. News, news, news. That's yeah. it from now on. That's We're tough. copywriting it. Cusick will be singing that. <laughs> Cusick will be singing that every time we do the news from now on. It is, you've heard it out here. It's happening. If That's our are, new theme song. We don't do editing. Or else I'd say, you know. Dude, the, bu- the budget would have to triple if we, if we wanted to edit it. Hey, you want to sponsor us? Give us that money so we can do an actual theme song. You know? Reach out. We're ready to plug. We plug all the time for things that don't need plugging. Hell, mm-hmm. Hotline, give us your news intro song. <laughs> give us your jingle. Just give us anything. We'll take anything. <laughs> we don't even pay for a sampling pack for Absolutely audio goods. <laughs> Organized chaos. Okay, so Gibby, what is our first news bulletin of the week? Uh, me and Q have been watching Invincible, which is... Real good. Very good. And it might be the most stacked voice acting cast I've ever seen. Which we did talk about last time on the podcast, mm-hmm. and we named all those actors on there. Mm-hmm. Which, I de- like, this show has only gotten better as it goes on. Truly. Um, I, I thought the, the college episode was a little bit of a lull, but they tied so it in okay. really well yes. recently. So I was like, okay, no, I'm more in on it. They, yeah. They, it worked out well. It that was like a heavy character development episode yeah. that did feel like it fell flat. And I think I don't do we do any spoilers on this or no? No, no. let's not do spoilers. Yeah, no spoilers. There's a line that one of the that the friend says to Mark at the end of that. Yes. about some samurai, and I'm like, yeah, that's why this felt like a lull. The whole crowd felt that way. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it, it works really well. If you were to binge this when it's all said and done. I think it'll work really well as a breather right before yes. the last episode and this upcoming finale. I feel like me, I'm a binger. Like, I don't like waiting one episode a week. I would not have done well in the 90s, early 2000s. I like to just binge. <laughs> so I like totally. to wait till everything's completely out. But also, call us and give us your opinion on this. Um, when something has been out for X amount of time, what is that X before it's okay to spoil? Ooh, okay. Like, this will actually... I think... We've probably wrapped as much as what we can say about Invincible without spoiling anything. Yeah, I mean, all I was going to say was I may or may not have... I like watching day-to-day, or the, mm-hmm. like when they come out. I might have binged six of the episodes in one night and gone to bed at four. Hell oh, yeah. I, I did that with... It was uh, like We've all been... <laughs> I did that with Dota 2. Watched the entire thing in one night, went to bed at two, and just was miserable yeah. the next day. Uh I didn't realize it was only one season and it had only been out for like seven days. <laughs> so um, it's going to be a long time before I see another episode. Yeah. And then you have to re-binge it all over again. But actually, no, like, actually, come on and give me your opinion on this because I'm someone who, it's been out for X amount of time. I assume people have seen it. For example, well, there was a TV show that has been out for like almost, what, 15 years? And I assumed Gibby had seen it, so I gave a huge spoiler, and then I got yelled at, and I was like, I assumed! The issue was, I told Kate I was in the middle of watching it, she assumed it was a rewatch. I've because also, everyone's rewatched it! <laughs> I've also never seen it either. You so, bitches! You lost the spot. <laughs> it's what I did. Mm, mm, I, just call and give us your, just give us your opinion. Just, what's, what's that again? Well, no, 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 so, I think... I think there's two schools. Didn't of, prepare us for this. I think there's two schools of thought on it. I think anything over five years, you're definitely in the clear. So, screw me for not having seen Death Note. That's by this all point. I wanted to hear. Yes, for the uh, record, it was Death Note, not the crappy movie that came out. But although William Defoe was the only saving grace, on it. everything William else Defoe was trash. His role in that. Yes, everything else was trash. But uh, you haven't even seen. I oh, finished it. F- now you have. Yeah. Oh, the one from the top. Damn. Okay. Yeah. Um, but the original anime that came out. Years yes, ago. years ago. Um, 
the uh, Disney does a uh, all their spoilers on Monday after dropping something on Friday. Right. Yeah. There's a, a spoiler embargo, a spoiler ban, or whatever. Yeah. Which I kind of like their methodology. Hey, absolutely. This is appointment television. You have till now, and once this timeline has, once we cross this brief threshold, it's gonna pop it's up. It's fair game. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. uh, that like that allows them to say we're not stopping you from reporting on this, but we want to give everybody time to watch it. Because how many people on these Friday drops, especially now that things are opening back up, are not staying in to watch TV on Friday night? Yeah. Or Friday morning. Or Friday morning. Oh, does it come out in the morning? Yeah. It drops midnight on Thursday. So. Do you watch before work? Or during work? I, I watch during lunch. <laughs> but I might have watched one early in the morning one time. <laughs> Actually, that doesn't sound like a bet. Like, wake up like an hour early, get what, your coffee and throw on a- it was. It was when I was going to go on vacation. I was. I got up, was getting everything ready. It had come out like, alright, let's watch it while I'm waiting on my ride to pick me up. Oh. <laughs> I, it was uh, it was Falcon the Winter Soldier. Okay. Do we want to uh, go into our update on that? Sure thing. We have all apparently watched it fully, <laughs> all six episodes. Questionably. <laughs> Questionably. Okay, so a little better learn about that real quick. When The Witcher came out, season one, for whatever reason, Netflix told me I had finished it, and so I was talking to Cusick about it, and I was like, "This ending made no sense." Turns out I was missing two episodes. <laughs> I, I still don't know how, but yeah, somehow. Yeah, so now seems, whenever it's asked to me, like, did you finish the series or the season? I'm like, yes, I think. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure I did. I don't know. Don't ask. I'm sorry. So, um, yes, I believe I finished Winter Soldier. <laughs> Which I think it was really good. I like WandaVision a little bit better. Okay. Um, and WandaVision was original. Yes. I yeah. still haven't finished it from what I've seen. Yeah. Um, it's original. What I think... I think this picked up a little bit quicker than WandaVision. The ending fell a little bit flat for me. But you gotta remember, too, this was supposed to come out before WandaVision and was pushed because of COVID. And I think this is much more approachable than WandaVision. So I think, like, if you look at, look at it back on, you know, what Disney was going for... This, then it starts to get back into the more weird side of Marvel. They did, uh, so I think part of why it came out later is they had to edit out a whole arc that was based on a uh, pandemic. Oh, really? That's why it's only six episodes. There was a whole additional arc in there about there being a pandemic going on. That's a little too close. Is a little, yeah, a little too close to home. Disney, you cowards. Leave it in there. There's one (laughs) meme going around that is my favorite meme, and it's Scarlet Witch, Wanda, and Winter Soldier, Bucky, both suffering through PTSD. One enslaves an entire town to create a 1950s perfect world. The other one goes to therapy. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's... I, I, think, I think I enjoyed Winter Soldier a little bit more than WandaVision, personally. Um, I think it's... It's more of a movie, I guess. Like, yeah. I viewed it as... This was... A, it's... Captain America 3.5, mm-hmm. essentially. Well, the end of this just fell a little bit flatter for me. And, like, I think overall I enjoyed Cap. Like, the action is definitely more up my alley. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely pacing problems mm-hmm. with Falcon and War Soldier. Yes. For sure. There's a whole episode of just, there's nothing going on. Mm-hmm. I'm like, cool. They, they fought the guy at the beginning, and now it's, we're on the farm, or we're on a boat. 
fixing a boat. <laughs> it's not like a lot. That, so. Yeah, that that's the that's the one I'm talking about. There's definitely pacing but, issues and shit. I mean, there was also a part of me that when they, that whole bit was going on was just like, this is not like. Did you guys ever read The Outsiders by S.E. Hinton? Heck yes, yes, I did. Pony Boy up. You know the whole like stretch where it feels like nothing's gonna go wrong, yeah. and like yeah. you're like, man, this is kind of a lot about nothing, but it's just very pleasant to read. Oh yeah, that was that, mm-hmm. and like it gave me like a lot of just like inner peace of just like. Yeah, let's get the book fixed. But how exactly we know in the outsiders, are. it does not stay perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like that is a pacing issue in my opinion, but I really enjoyed it as well. Right. Yeah. So that's the the issue. There. Critically, I feel pacing issue. Personally, yeah. I kind of I was like here for it. it. Yeah. I will say I was not as impressed with Winter Soldier as I had hoped to be. I like I enjoyed it. I think I had a little. Now that I know that they took out a huge arc, I'm like, okay, this explains a lot more. Mm-hmm. I had a little bit of higher hopes for it. Yeah. However, Sam's speech in the last episode was some of the best writing in TV I've seen in a long time. It was well done. Yeah. I think it was exactly what he would have said in that situation. And I think it was a beautiful moment. The only power I have is that I believe we can do better. And especially that Captain America... And like what he says, he goes... I'm a black man wearing the stars and stripes. Like, this is not something... I don't, I don't have blonde hair, blue eyes, and superpowers. Right. Um, and I think a beautiful moment was when it cuts to the people watching in their homes, in their apartments, in their te- like through the TVs. Mm-hmm. And even if you aren't... Like, of course, this is a huge moment for the African-American community. But it's for anyone who isn't the blonde hair, blue eyed, all-American, you know, dream that it goes. They realize, of course... All we have to do is do better, and it doesn't matter who picks up the stars and stripes, as long as you represent what America is supposed to be. And I, I don't know. That was the part where I was like, okay, I'm, I'm here for season two now. You, you've piqued my interest. Mm-hmm. As a blonde haired blue eyed boy, I also felt that way. I also was in that camp. I, I enjoyed it. I really liked that speech. <laughs> I don't want to be discounted there. I did enjoy that. I thought they did a great job, yeah. honestly, with that yeah. whole arc. Uh, yeah, Isaiah, Isaiah you have a ginger stuff. beard, so it doesn't fully count. You're not. Uh, you're not there. I think it's gonna be like he's gonna be incredibly well received as that character. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, especially since he doesn't have any superpowers. He doesn't have any serum. He's not. He has a suit, which granted, like, it's very. It gives me. Iron a, Man has a suit. Yeah, no, but that's my point. Fair. That's my point. <laughs> that's my exact point. He's um. He combines the two big heroes, Civil War, the two captains, the. Red team and blue team, like the two alphas in one, where he's the Iron Man, where he's just a human without the suit, but you know, he was in the military. He does have the same background that Captain America had in Defense His Country. And I think he kind of brings back the two heroes we all love and miss. And all I can think about is as crazy as I'm like, hey, that bitch from the eight mile that had a rap battle with Eminem. <laughs> Man, that's a callback. Yeah. I love that movie. It's one of my all time favorite movies. Warren, wow. I think you were a little hard on the beaver. Black Panther also is just a suit, right? Like no, he's no. Got, he's got modification. Like, they when he takes the he? flower, oh, right. and it yeah. goes through him, it gives him the powers of the Black Panther. Okay, that's why um, he can run as fast as a car. But I also think it's a okay. mixture of certain DNA as well, which is why not everyone can take it. Yes, but that's why Killmonger be... could because he had the royal, royal blood. Lineage, yeah. oh, okay, I I thought it was just like the the special suits. So that's uh-huh. why I, I thought when Wakanda made Sam his. Cat suit. I thought it was going to give him some sort of like 
boost. My guessing thing. is Cherie well, will probably have integrated something that because yeah. they will chalk up that he is capable of more than just a person, and that will probably be well, the the example is um, when you go back to Civil War when we first meet T'Challa, and his father dies, it's because he gave up the powers of the Black Panther. And passed it on to T'Challa, who is already the Black Panther. Right. Oh, so, because yeah. technically T'Challa is one who jumped in front of the bomb and caught his father to protect him, and yet he was unharmed. He also chases down Carl in that movie without his suit. Is there a continuity error? Like he chases, suit? he turns into the suit, but for a while, like he does run and do things yeah. that doesn't necessarily need the okay, suit. Fair. So I thought he was in the suit. I was on. Got it. I'm trying to think. I think the suit gives him some sort of power. It, I think it, the, it's I think a vibranium suit. I think it enhances it. Yeah, yeah. I think it enhances his power. Right. Yeah. Kind of that like dope shockwave move. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's more sure being a brilliant badass and putting that. But it's like Doctor Strange, where it's like he has his powers, but he got the cape that does his own little thing and helps enhance what he does. Like. Mm-hmm. I think those are a little different. But, but I can't remember. Yeah. Well, I can't think of anyone else that he's going to. Yeah. Okay, Thor and the hammer. Like, Thor got his powers, but the hammer helps, like, control it and makes it, like, more intense and better. Yeah. Pick your own example. I won't. <laughs> no, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, we're all we're all saying the same thing in different ways. Yeah. Although, I say, speaking back to the Winter Soldier, though, uh, I say Cusick at TikTok. That's my favorite thing. It's from a scene in the series where they're jumping out of a plane. And it's oh. very, like, it's a really cool moment, but I said it's something the behind, behind the scenes. scenes. Oh, yes. I can see this my, video. My favorite is, I think it's Sebastian Sanders goes, he lands so unathletically just right just perfectly horizontal because then you see uh, Sam just like keep screaming and like after he's like "Ah!" and you're just about to crack me in the background because they're just they're not in the air they're just right there we have really upped the durability of uh, Winter Soldier in this show oh god yeah (laughs) they I mean they really go like yeah he is a super soldier as mm-hmm. well don't forget that he's a super soldier yeah. I, was, I kept forgetting that yeah. I was like oh you he's forget, just got the arm yeah, no, he's he's just the he also got yeah. the serum he got tested on yeah mm-hmm. he got like he got like the watered down baby formula he had a green mist in the yeah yeah he got whatever they gave Ivan Drago in, uh, <laughs> in Rocky 4 <IV. laughs> um, okay shall we move on to Mortal Kombat well before we move on I really liked the U.S. agent. I liked uh, Wyatt Russell's portrayal. Wyatt Russell crushed it. He did a great job. I, I enjoy his arc. It's starting out at a neutral kind of neutral high, goes to the lowest lows, and it brings mm-hmm. him back up to a kind of... He's trying to do the right well, thing, but in a, in a probably not the best way. Um, the way he knows how to. The... Uh, also setting him up to probably the leader of the Thunderbolts. Oh, yeah, do you, so do you know who Julia Dreyfus's character was? Yeah, the Countess. La Contessa. La Contessa, yeah. So, I don't know how he's, what Russell's going to personally turn out. And all, like, I think she's going to be pulling, she's going to be the Nick Fury for the, uh, the Thunderbolts, and yeah. he's going to be the Iron Man of it, or the Cap of it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But like, knowing what she is in the comics, yes. like, it, I'm think I'm thinking the next step after that. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm not a fan of him. So. Great actor. Do the great yeah. job of trail. I don't like the character. Fair. Which is a sign of a good yeah. actor. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Online. Exactly. Separate I mean, the actor when you get death yeah. threats for your character for your portrayal. Joffrey, so Lena Headley is Cersei said so people used to skip her in line and say, I don't like you, and she took it as a compliment because <laughs> people are dumb. Yeah, no, no, no. The actor did a great job portraying the character. No. I just don't like the character. To, to be fair. After wedding pressures, I didn't like Bradley Cooper for like years. Fair. <laughs> Fair. Uh, <laughs> Those were on Disney 
Do we want to do look at the upcoming lineup? Yes. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, we'll we'll skip Moto Combat. That was next on the list, though, so yeah, I wasn't yeah. like skipping order, making sure. Uh, I just put that in there, flow train of thought of like, what did I watch? Uh, yeah, I figure we go through all the Disney stuff in one run. Yeah. We got Loki coming up in June. Kate, are you inter- excited for Loki? Oh, at all? Tom Hiddleston any day, all day, every day, in any shape or form. Yeah, and you got uh oh shit. Oh, I had his name and it's lost me. The I don't know where you're going with this. The, the other big actor that's in Loki. Um, oh, um, I'm just gonna look it up because yeah. Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I was, I was starting to draw a blank as well. I couldn't even come up with the, what his normal like his line is. The one thing he says in like every movie. I, now I can't. Exactly. <laughs> oh my god. god. Uh, anyways, yeah. he's in it. I'm excited to see how he... It's a one-word thing, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. I'm excited to see the little time force thing, whatever's going on with that. That seems interesting to me. I just... Uh, I'm very excited that Owen Wilson's going to be in this. Yeah. I just... Mm-hmm. And then Jamie Alexander, too. Yeah. Like, I know she's in the Thor movies, but, like, I had the biggest girl crush on her as a kid when she was in Kyle XY, which is a... a ABC <laughs> okay. family TV show from back in the day. But, like, I love her. I got a girl crush on so her. So I'm going to tell you, I haven't looked into anything... Dealing with Loki because I didn't realize how close it was to coming out. Oh, uh, Owen Wilson's playing Mobius. Yeah, yeah. Is he also playing Mobius in the? Never mind. We'll we'll talk about that in a minute because we're gonna also talk about okay an upcoming deal going along going on with this. But I do I I now have seven questions. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for it. You know what I'm most upset about with Loki? Hmm. I started filming in Atlanta in 2020. I didn't come across Tom Hills at once. Like, I knew it was a pandemic, but, like, you know, I really thought the fates were aligned. <laughs> and I'm well, just running No, think about how... Do you know... Did you read it all on how locked down these actors were? Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. like, they were... Yeah. I mean... Fate is fate, my friend. I they, were, they were terrified of the ghost of Tom Cruise floating in and yelling at them. <laughs> oh, yikes. Well, yeah. I'm excited for this, because it seems very interesting with, like, the different timelines that he's coming up yeah. with. Mm-hmm. And my favorite is, apparently, he ends up trapped in a crime thriller. And I'm a basic white girl. I love crime thrillers. Murder <laughs> mystery docs for days. And I'm like, oh, this is, I get Tom Hiddleston as Loki and crime thriller? This is my wet dream. Let's go. He, he, I think he's playing whoever the, uh, or Loki is supposed to be, whoever the guy that jumped out of an airplane and stole a bunch of money. Do you know that, Urban? Yes. Yeah. Um, it I don't is, remember what that is. But. It's the whole plot of Up a, uh, Without a Paddle, which is another great 90s movie. Huh. Um, also didn't know that was a thing. A paddle. Definitely very excited for it. Well, I do have a fun fact about this. Okay. Apparently, Tom Hiddleston sat down with Owen Wilson and DB Cooper. Yes, uh, he's playing DB Cooper. Especially DB Cooper in the. Uh, but apparently, Tom Hiddleston took Owen Wilson, and they basically watched all a lot of the MCU movies, and he pointed out the useful moments for him for that he would need to portray the character. And I'm like, can you just picture Tom Hiddleston and Owen Wilson like? In, like, comfy clothes, pajamas in their hotel room, drinking coffee. Like, okay, so this part, this is going to be important. Like, just like, oh, yeah, yeah. I actually could absolutely say this. And I'm so here for it. Like, you know, almost got his beer over here, and Thomas has his tea, and he's like, yes, this is nice, this is nice. My cats have separation anxiety. They're outside the room. So if you hear me yelling in the background, that is Binks, and he says hello to you all, and call in with your questions, your comments, or whatever. They're very excited for Loki. They, I mean, are, are we all? Are they as excited for Black Widow, which has been just pushed back a hundred times? I know. And it's finally coming but out. We, okay, <laughs> July so 9th. Gibby and I went to the movies yesterday. Yes. To see the new Demon Slayer movie. Yep. So good. Outstanding. Fantastic. 
And the one of the trailers for before was the new Black Widow. And let me tell you, I like yes, love Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow. I'm here for Mama and Daddy Black Widow up in here. Oh, like Red something. It's uh, Rachel Red, Weisz. Is he Red Scare? Not Red Scare, but it's um, something like that. Not Red Riot. Um, Look at fashion. So we have to be. So we have um, David Harbor play. Yeah. Honestly, just anything that David He's Red Guardian. Red Guardian. Red Guardian. That's what it is. Yes, and she and Rachel Weiss, who is just... I I, I grew up with The Mummy with Brendan Fraser and her. Like, mm-hmm. I had the biggest girl crush on her. And she's playing... Um, oh, how do you pronounce that? But she's playing Scarlett Johansson's mother. Yes, she is. But, okay, here it is. She's playing Melina Vost... Oh, I'm going to butcher this. Vostokov, <laughs> the Iron Maiden. I, I can't fault you on it because I can't find... <laughs> the Iron Maiden. Cool. Um, and then of course we have other girl crush Florence Poe playing the little sister. So this movie was supposed to come out before uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier and before before anything before anything. Yeah. Uh, we might see Julie Louis Dreyfus in this movie. These apparently oh, that's where her character yes. is supposed to be introduced instead of just the weird foot pan up. Yeah. Uh, hi, I'm this character. We should have, we would we might be might have better context. In this, yes. yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for this movie. And apparent, and especially since it's a prequel. Because yeah, I don't well, like when. Be, well, it would be tough. Well, you know, some movie. <laughs> like, okay, Loki. We all kind of thought he died. And all, like, he made an alternative universe and is yeah. coming back. You're going to be fine with this. They did that in the movie. I know, but like yeah. I like when they dead, you dead. And so I like that. Spoiler, if you haven't seen Endgame, it's been enough time, okay? It's been a couple years. Spoiler alert. Black Widow dies. <laughs> I'm tired of shit. <laughs> she, she's dead. So it's a prequel, so it's not like she somehow magically came back with like superpowers or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Like it's a prequel that leads up to it. But there right. was a really great scene where like, if you have... If you got siblings, I don't have siblings, but this is what I assume would be like. Where you have her, her sister, mom, and dad. That's such a, I am sitting up straight. You really should listen to your mother more. I'm not hunching over. All of you, leave me alone. Sister, what did I say? I didn't say anything. <laughs> Honestly, that is like yeah, it's pretty fairly accurate. accurate. Apparently, yeah, this prequel is set between Civil War and Infinity War. So Okay. During that weird, they're off the grid period. Mm-hmm. Well, they're calling Florence Post character who plays Yelena Belova. I'm sure. not Russian. Um, as they're calling her character Black Widow, so she may be taking over the Black Widow yeah. mantle, like in yes. the IMDb. There's the been three or four Black Widows in the comics. Um, that was something people were definitely speculating about. Was mm-hmm. is this a handoff? Well, she's fantastic. Probably. I'm here for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that she's dating Zach Braff. That's a great combination. I enjoy Zach Braff. He's off yeah. the face of the earth. Absolutely. Yeah, he's doing Hmm? Scrubs was a great show. Scrubs was a great show, except for that last season we don't talk about. Yeah, we didn't talk about That's the majority of TV shows. Like, that's our new show. We don't talk about that last season. Never saw it. As you should never. Never do it. <laughs> never do it. Save your soul and use your imagination on how it ended. So, anything else? Well, up- that was a good ending. But, upcoming, yeah. uh, additionally, is Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. I'm very excited for that. for this. Great looking trailer. Mm-hmm. The trailer looked really good. We're getting the real Mandarin. Is this going to be a movie or a Disney Plus thing? Movie. Okay. This is a full-on movie. I briefly, like, you know, watched some of the trailer as I was walking through a room type of thing. So, okay. <laughs> that looks really cool. Oh, look, Marvel. Yeah. And I love that we got my girl, Aquafina. Yep. She's 
She's in it. She cracks uh, me up. Wasn't she in Raya and the Dragon as well? She might have been. I think, I think so. she voice acted that. She's cleaning up over at Disney. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. And she's been nominated for a bunch of stuff as well recently. Nominated for Golden Globe for Best Actress. Like, she's coming up. But yes, she voiced Sisu in Raya. I'm not sure. S-I-S-U. I feel uh, like that's... I didn't see it. Also... Well, yeah, because it's, it's like it's like the Milan. You pay thirty bucks to see it. Like, yeah, sorry, bad. that's not happening. I know it's spelled wildly different than Aquafina, but I am very impressed that there has not been any sort of embargo between her and PepsiCo. Yeah, <laughs> must have been some litigation prior to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like also it's oh also uh, and as long as she doesn't get canceled, it's only good publicity. Yeah. Oh, and then also All one of my all-time favorite actresses who is just phenomenal, Michelle Yeoh is in this as well, and I'm very excited. She's yes. yeah. been in like everything. This just she's a queen among men, and the fact that she <laughs> is 58 and look the way she does, like God bless. But she's in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, um, Memoirs of a Geisha, Crazy Rich Asians. She was in as much as I hate to say it. The third mummy and the dragon emperor. Yeah. I think I saw it in eighth grade. Remember Crawford Brooks was there? We had a Crawford. Yeah, I think we saw it again. And it's just. But she is. <laughs> just departing. It's, it's got a big, big cast. A lot of newcomers as well, I think. Yeah. I'm very excited to see. It's mm-hmm. a martial arts movie. Yeah, sweet. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. And knowing the choreography and like what we have come to expect from. like. The TV shows that we've been discussing have had no slip in quality before no. being TV shows compared to their movie counterparts. Exactly. Like, well, I think we can f- pretty safely assume that we we kind of have a known quantity of what we're going to expect just to, as far as a production value and final execution. Absolutely. And I'm glad, like, there hasn't been any, like, very well done films with... Asian heroes, like, especially in Marvel, like, I'm very excited for this. Like, it's gonna, I'm, I'm excited. And I'm excited that they're gonna be doing it. Don't look to Dragon Ball Z for that answer. Yeah, mm. no. Ugh. Or to the, uh, <clears throat> Death Note live action. So a lot of, a lot of Americanized, Westernized things, they, they skip out. And it's, it's bad. I'm here for the, uh, inclusion? Mm-hmm. And I know. Yeah. Oh. I also saw that an actress, Rosalind Chow, is going to be in this movie, and I recognized her face, and I could not, for the life of me, figure it out. And she's got an amazing like record. She was in the 1993 movie, The Joy Luck Club, which was a phenomenal film, but I couldn't figure out where I knew her from. Freaky Friday with Lindsay Lohan. That was it. Man, I did I mess up spelling her name. I know. <laughs> she's also, uh, she plays Kyoko O'Brien on Star Trek as well. Oh. Like, she's she's... And she played recently played Mulan's mother in the Disney live action oh. Mulan. I just recognized her yeah. face from Freaky Friday because she, she and the grandma. Oh yeah, she was in Mesh. Yeah. Cool. I really hate that. That's where I know her from. She's done so many other amazing things, but that's that hey, was where it was. It's what it is. It is what it is. It <laughs> is what it is. It's actually coming out uh, September. That September third is that nine the ninth yes. month of September. Wow, my mind just trash. My birthday. Month. Let's go. How about a what, some what-ifs? Yes. Very here for the what-ifs. Very mm-hmm. here to see uh, Captain Britain with uh, Peggy, Peggy uh, Carter. Carter. Yeah. And also Skinny Steve in some first-gen Iron Man suit. Yep. That was released in the trailer recently. I was like, what? Yeah. Cool. Uh, like, the what-if series of comics was one of the more, maybe not ambitious, but just like, 
we're going to give away a lot of creative yeah. control and see what happens. And there are some flops. If you look back through that comic series, oh, for sure. there's a lot of star-studded killers, too. I'm looking forward to yeah. <laughs> Complete side of that. I just recently found out. So oh. Haley Atwell, who plays Peggy Carter. Yeah. Yes. So when she was filming um, Captain America Civil mm-hmm. War, her driver's license had expired, and she could only go in between filming. So her driver's license, Haley Atwell's driver's license, this is, is her, her Peggy and Carter in full time. hair, makeup, and everything. And I just, I love that. I, yeah, I think I've heard that uh, before. That's hilarious. I love when stuff like that happens. Yeah. She went on her lunch break. Incredible. <laughs> Thriving. Um, yeah. A lot of good what-ups there. I we can't name them all, but yeah. coming out apparently sometime summer 2021. There's no firm date on that, and that scares me a little bit. They, I guarantee you, they're waiting to see, like, if production's going to get slowed down again or not. Right. Yeah, probably, like, getting some finishing t- touches on some animations. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be ready in time? I don't know. Do we push it to fall? I don't know. <laughs> do, do we need to parse this out? Are we, did we, cl- honestly, did we clean up with Loki and Black Widow? True. I just think those are two of the most valued characters in the Marvel MU. Like, they're mm-hmm. the most, they're oh, favorites. I think they're Black, favorites. Black Widow is going to be the first movie we see at the box office that crushes, like, pre-COVID numbers. Yeah. So we all gone? I'm not good. Oh, absolutely. Hell yeah. Uh, I mean, just Marvel in general is revving back up this year. Like, mm-hmm. it is the big year. You got Spider-Man coming out at the end of the year in December. Yes. Far, what? No way home. And, no we, way home. Yeah. and we're getting a re- our, old, our OG Doc Ock. Yeah, getting mm-hmm. Spider-Man 2, Doc Ock, Alfred Molina, uh, getting... Uh, pretty much confirmed we're getting all of the previous Spider-Man. Pretty much. Yeah, I'm so ready. If they do not recreate that meme, though, oh, if all the Spider-Man's pointing at each other, I'm going to be really upset. Yes. At some point during the film, they need to recreate that. But do do we get an Oscar Isaacs? Mm, Spider-Man? Probably not. They'll probably save that for... Uh, uh, Spider-Verse 2? Yeah. Yeah. I don't hate well, the, that'd be fun. If we get like a second Oscar Isaacs in credit Easter egg. If we get anyone from <laughs> Spider-Verse, I'd be thrilled. Who randomly popping up? Who would play who would you cast for a live action Spider-Man? Oh, you're putting that on me. I I couldn't give you an answer. I right mean, now. honestly. I think Emma Stone recast her as the role. I mean, uh, that was the original Gwen Stacy. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna bring her back in Amazing Spider-Man. Florence Poe, yeah. honestly, like I know she's in Black Widow, but like she got the right attitude for it. You can't do that; they're in the same universe. Yeah, I know. Still well, the same universe. <laughs> I know that, which is why I said I don't like to say it, but yeah, that's why you uh, the thought exercise is the limited cast selection because Marvel's biggest issue I think they come run into in the next like ten years who isn't in it already exactly. Because, like, you can't go back to the world with Matt Damon because he's already cameoed in three movies. Well, how <laughs> old are we saying Gwen Stacy is right now? Well, actually, you probably can just because he's willing yeah. to re- keep cameoing. Absolutely. So, real quick, how old are we saying she is right uh, now for this universe? Like, are we saying she's, like, with Tom Holland level, like, age-wise? Uh, college, early adult life. Yeah. I'm, as of, I guess, talked about, like, at another point, like, Cruel Summer is this new TV show on Hulu, like... I've um, heard that's really It's good really too. good. Olivia Holt plays Kate, one of the main characters. I dig her. She's she got the right energy and I think she could do a great a great Gwen Stacy. There was a girl who was yeah. on assassination school or something. Uh, terrible sci-fi. There you go. This, who I feel like would be a good cast for it. Me Gwen. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I she looks like she would be a great cast for it. Yeah. And her acting in this was really good. I I'm I'm here for it. Um, Speaking of Spider-Man, those movies are going to finally come to Disney Plus as well. 
Huzzah. Sony and Disney have a new deal going through to 2026 or 24 or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But apparently all the movies are going to end up on Disney+. Plus. I think the new movies that Sony has will go to Netflix first because of the pre-existing deal. Yes. And then 18 months later, they'll show up on Disney+. Plus. So we won't get the new No Way Home for 18 months after it's released, probably. That's that kind of sucks. That's tough. But it'll be it'll be available on Netflix or other streaming services. Right. Well, yeah, so I guess we're not going to have any real lapse in ability. It just it would be one of those you can't stay on Disney Plus to watch all of the Marvel universe. Yeah. You now you now are pretty much well, honestly, we're hitting a point where everybody's got m- enough uh streaming services for it yeah. to replace their capability in them some. Absolutely. Um, they did a Smoking Aces 2. That's tragic. <laughs> The first one was good, but not that good. Ah, yikes. Uh, any other? I mean, we got we got some more news to go through. You got anything else you want to talk about? No, I'm still trying to find something. That, a uh, very niche reference that I made like 10 minutes ago. About from that assassination, whatever. School, something. Classroom, it, maybe? No, classrooms and anime. An anime that, right. uh, I'm not going to find it in like a timely <laughs> right. manner. Well, um, we, can, we can talk about it off pod. Yeah. I, like, I will track this down because it will drive me insane. Fair. Um, uh, have you all seen Mortal Kombat? I have not seen Mortal Kombat yet. It is on my list. It's a... I thought OG. It's, it's, a, it's a movie. I feel there like... There's some fun fights. It pushes it into the fights real quick. Then there's a bit of the, like the middle that's real slow. Oh. But it's high. But Louis Tan is in this, and he was Shatterstar in, Death, in Deadpool 2. Oh. <laughs> I, and he's the alien, which means he's better than you in every way. I think Sorry. we're also getting a um, a Mortal Kombat verse, aren't we? Yeah, they set, they set it up for a sequel. Yeah. Very, very obviously set it up for a sequel. Will we get one, though, is the question. I feel like this uh, movie, too, definitely is going to um, really benefit people who are, like, Mortal Kombat fans, which is obvious, but, you know, like... It might fall flatter for me and you as non Kombat people. I think it's the opposite. I think really? we'll, I think we'll like it more because we don't know the lore. Okay. And the people that do know the lore, because apparently there's a very very deep lore. We'll yes. absolutely hate it. Really? Uh, they change up a few things. I will say the main character does a great job with what he with what he's given, but they made a new character for the movie, and it's very much just bland character. Who needs a special power to win? Okay. I will say the reviews ratings right now are very low. I would probably give it a sixty-five to a seventy. Okay. I was like, I didn't even know it was, I knew it was coming out, but I don't think they did a good job marketing it without out. I mean, yeah, I, I the news things I followed were talking about enough that I knew it was coming out. But okay, hard fair. hard circle back. Way. Deadly Class was the name of the show. <laughs> Taylor Hickson was the person I was thinking of. He's found it. <laughs> well, that made for such good radio. And going back to Mortal Kombat, though, like the only one I ever saw was Mortal Kombat Conquest back in like it was like the TV series from ninety eight to ninety nine. Oh, not good either. No, not good either. But I had a huge crush on Paul Montalban, who played the prince in Cinderella with Brandy and Whitney Houston. And he played uh, one of the main characters. He played the main character, um, Kung Lao, and I nice. just was all about that life. If uh, if anyone wants a crash course on the Mortal Kombat movies 
TV shows and things like that. Mr. Sunday Movies just did a good mm-hmm. series on it. I also, there was a mellow mushroom by my house growing up, and they had like a little <laughs> arcade, there's a point, there's like know, a little just... arcade room, and they had the Mortal Kombat game, mm-hmm. and I had figured out how to cheat it by like putting in my quarter halfway and quickly taking it out. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just robbing this restaurant? <laughs> yeah. So, um, I was down, I don't have enough money, I don't want quarter, I don't want to play for To be fair, I think I did the same thing on a Galaga machine at my local pizza joint. <laughs> yeah, see, the pizza joint, it's fine. Yeah, um, that was not touch stuff. I was never good at doing that. Uh, I was yeah, reflexes like get Mortal Kombat reflexes. Yeah, and so just K O. Um, so do, I love the video games too. They do have a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> they have a lot of fun lines in it from the games. Like they they reference it hard. They go they go mm-hmm. on it. They're like, yeah, this is a game movie. Yeah, is it, this? It's not the one to break the curse. What's okay, that, that was going to be my question. Is this going to break the curse? It's. More entertaining than, than Assassin's Creed was, at least. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank God. Assassin's Creed is a boring slog, oh my gosh. and it pains me to no end. I saw that movie with Shelby Masters, one of my best friends, and she was a huge Assassin's Creed fan. Like, she had all the video games. She was so... I didn't, I didn't think this was going to be a good movie. I did not want to go to this movie. She drove me. She was so hyped. Oh, my gosh. Sitting next to her, I could feel the anger and the heat coming <laughs> off her body and just just sitting there in complete like writhing like yeah. fury and at the end she just was like <sighs> that's it there's no comment there's no other word behind it just the heavy angry breathing and i was like okay just the deep-seated frustration yes yeah it was not good this it's not that fine good. it was mm-hmm. i watched it enjoyed it for the most part there was a little bit where i was getting bored and they caught me back up with some fights there we go. We okay. have a good fight oh, scene. I did want to circle back because I forgot to bring it up. Mm-hmm. We've got Mobius uh, being oh, right. played by Owen Wilson. Yeah. And we've got a Mobius movie f- coming out, right? That's different. Okay. Those, that's what we're thinking saying. Morbius as well. That's exactly right. That's the Morbius, the, the living vampire Fire. with... Um, Mobius and Mobius. Leto. Jared Leto. I yes. kept wanting to say Jay Leto. So I was combining Jared Leto and Jay Leto. Jared Leto is our Morbius. That's a terrifying creature that... I have created a monster in my brain. Your therapist, Jay Jay Leto, does not exist. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I've made a monster. Um, Yeah, different things there. Just Jay Leto's ridiculous jawline. (laughs) Jared Leto's just waspy body. (laughs) Incredible. Are you uh, picturing him in a pinstripe suit as well? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> With a jean jacket? In front of a classic car. It's, it's pinstripe jean suit. Uh, man, I wish I was good at Photoshop. I'd make that real quick. Put it on Twitter. Be like, uh, this October, the horror movie you never knew you needed. <laughs> Jay Leto. Jay Leto. Uh, oh, we are just... On one. Um, <laughs> let's see. Mr. Nobody came out. I actually want to do that one just as like a review. I, review so. I was going to say, yeah. I didn't watch it. I want to watch it yeah. with y'all. I 100% do, especially because Christopher Lloyd's in it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Dark Hall meets John Wick. I know. That's I know. my take on it. But I, Christopher Lloyd's one of my favorite actors. I'll watch it if he's in. Fair. Um, but I am intrigued by it. Do we want to do real brief Oscar? Yes. Recap? Yes. No yes. one saw it. 
Yeah, no, I mean, I did. No I didn't like it, but it's my industry, and I watched it. And I just, I, mm, mm. Oscars, your ratings are go, been going down over the years for a reason. Take note, do better, and also, I, we know it's the Oscars. It's like the biggest night in Hollywood. It's how it's always been perceived. People don't freaking know what day it comes out. You have to market it as well. You can't just assume like everyone's like. Ah, yes, the Oscars. I put my whole night around this one night. No, most people don't. Like, yeah. yeah had no idea until next day. Yeah. Also, um, you had Elton John calling y'all's venue and what you did with it as a, like, basically a Starbucks joint. And I saw the pictures. He's not wrong. I'm like, <laughs> I know what you're trying to do. Right. Venue-wise in the six feet. Kate just Of course I am. And I'm just like, yeah. It used to be a nice of glit and glamour and just absolutely iconic moments. And now you guys are just trying so hard. It's just not worth it anymore. Like, it's getting to the point where it's more trouble to broadcast the Oscars than to do them. Just yeah. do better. I mean, Seriously. Viewership numbers. You had 2018, you had 26.5 million people watching. 2019, 29.6 million. So a little bit up. And dropped down 2020 to 23.6 million. And then... The drum roll. We had a. Do you want? Yeah. No, because no. that will sound so bad in the audio. <laughs> drum roll. Nine point eight million. What a decrease! Uh-huh, like, uh-huh. well, here's the thing. Most people didn't even know the Oscars were playing. Did y'all know the Oscars no, were playing today? No, absolutely. Oh shoot, no. No, exactly. Absolutely not. Um, my personal favorite Oscars was two thousand eight when Hugh Jackman was the host. That opening was brilliant. That was a gorgeous night. That was fun, entertaining, and had high ratings. You know, even the d- disastrous moment of putting James Franco and Anne Hathaway as co-hosts, which was the most awkward thing television has ever seen, still had more views than this trash that was last night. Which is sad, because a lot of these nominees were fantastic. Yeah. I, I think... I will say, I do not I do think Chadwick Bosman should have gotten that Oscar, but I understand yeah. why they didn't. Yeah, uh, I think this was a real glaring like point out of the producers of the Oscars do not know in advance uh, who's getting picked for the awards because I don't think they would have flip-flopped Best Actor and Best Picture uh, mm-hmm. knowing that Chadwick Boseman wasn't going to win it. I think it was a... Uh, I think it was a thing where they took a gamble and they said if Jab- Chadwick Boseman wins this will be a really good uh, remembrance for him right and then it didn't <laughs> and so it ended like with an awkward like and Anthony Hopkins wasn't even there like <laughs> just a wet fart <laughs> I'm say I'm not a- I did just pull up some a news article saying Richard Gervais trolls 2021 Oscars by saying was it something I said yes because he was the host last year and just Railed on it the entire time, but didn't he? He, yeah, he. Uh, but he's was, been the host of it like three different times. I, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, um, I will say though, um, it was an iconic night because we had. And I'm so sorry, you guys. Have you been watching? I'm not good pronouncing names. I apologize in advance. Um, Yoon Yoon Jung, who played the feisty grandmother in Minari, she won the uh, best supporting actress, and she is the second Asian actress to win this category. In more than 60 decades. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So this have you seen Minari yet? Yeah, it's phenomenal. I have not yet. Good from The Walking Dead. Stephen Yeun. Minari. Um, death Metal? Sound of Metal. Uh, 
What are you asking? No clue what you're talking about. Sound Metal and there's another one, Nomadland, that I need that are like, and Father are all three on the top of my list. That's what you're going with. This is like, wait. Nomadland won Best Picture. Yeah. Yeah. Nomadland like swept. They got quite a bit. I don't know what that movie is. Um, I honestly, I'm fried, but it's kind of what it sounds like. I could look it up, but I won't. It's what it sounds like. Fair. Uh, Minari was very well done. Um, Steven Yeun was great. Like, the cast was great. Um, of course, my favorite was the little kid, Alan S. Kim. He played David. He cracked me up. Um. Anything else on the Oscar? No. I mean, I could, I have many comments about that night, but we won't get into it. Yeah, I think... That's a pretty apt brief coverage of it. Is just you know, ratings for Anthony Hopkins won. It was really awkward. Uh, Let's <laughs> just see what might get. Just uh, not not the best. Um, but I will say one more cringe moment was um, oh, he won best actor. Give me one second. Cause I, I I I know who he is, but I'm not good at pronouncing names. I know if I say it wrong, I'm gonna. Like they're going to come after me. He was Best Supporting Actor. Do you want me to look it up to help you with the name? Or no. <laughs> you want me to just let you do it? I, I got it right here. I just got to pull okay. it up. Hold on. Give me... Y'all... Give me a second. Um, He was in Black Panther. He... Oh, I think I know who you're going for. And I can this. never pronounce his name. And I don't want to butcher it. I have no clue who you're talking about. Uh, yes, you do. No, I... You do once I say who it is. Probably. I'm just, I'm not We're going to finally find it. My laptop's going to die. Oh, no. Daniel Kaluuya. Kaluuya? Kaluuya? Kaluuya. Yeah, Kaluuya. Okay, okay. So he won it for Jesus and the Black Messiah, and he made in his speech a comment about his parents getting freaky, and his mom's facial reaction was just a meme for the centuries. If you had finally gotten there and figured out that you were going for Michael B. Jordan, I would have just... I had to leave the room laughing. No, no. It was just no. under the podcast. No. Well, that's it. Yeah. We're not even going to get to the main event. But this is his mom's face. Which we should get to. Oh, yikes. Yes. When you guys talk about that. No, I know Michael B. Jordan. I don't know how to pronounce that name. It's like Michael Jordan, Space Jam. I got you. Basketball legend. I know I know his name is Daniel, but I, I, I didn't want to make, I want to make sure I didn't get his last name wrong. Yeah, fair. So, yes. yes. Fair, fair. I'm bad. I'm not that bad. Shut oh, up. You're close. Um, but I also will agree one more thing with the Oscars before we move on because yeah. I'm very excited about it because it's been put on hold for a long time and as a theater kid West Side Story Steven Spielberg they finally released a trailer for it this was supposed to come out Christmas of 2020 obviously with COVID they put it on hold oh, yeah, I do remember hearing about this yes and I like the OG even though we definitely might watch it with Natalie Wood but you know um, and I'm not a big fan of when they've redone some musicals like Les Mis was phenomenal but yeah trying to redo all the musicals it's like they just meh. but i'm excited back that yeah oh, god that hurts that, hurt. that hurts my probably soul probably why they didn't release them at the same time no cast came out a year earlier oh, that hurts my soul like um but the trailer was beautiful it was eerie it didn't give it was very like i said it was very eerie but like in a wonderful way and it obviously steven spielberg um but you have Ansel Eckert as our lead as Tony, cool. and then you have new name, no, never been to anything else, Rachel Zegler as Maria, and this was a big deal for her because she did up her senior year, her prom, everything to film this movie, and then wow. her debut was supposed to be like, and they were supposed to go for the Oscars, and they just put it on hold, and so she's just been sitting like twiddling her thumbs. Um, That's tough. Yeah, it is, but it's a very, um, very strong, very intriguing cast. And I'm very excited to see where they go with this and if they can pull it off the right way. But the film, the 
the cinematography looks breathtaking and I'm excited to see it. So I, I'm, I'm very glad Steven Spielberg sat on it as long as he has and, and kept it under and wraps. And is giving it its proper release. Yeah, he's not, and this is, well, he's Steven Spielberg. Luckily he can do what he want to do because he's Steven Spielberg. But he is not in it just to like make money fast. He wants to make sure his art is seen and it's beautifully done. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm missing. Because majority of the cast, besides Ansel Eckert, honestly, are big Broadway names. And names that a lot of people don't know because they are the big stage actors. So I'm very excited. And also they're bringing back my girl, Rita Moreno, who is the original Anita. She's not playing Anita in this because it's been like quite a few years. But she's going to be in the movie. I forgot about is that is that the case? I, what have I, I missed? So I, in my mind, I had a notion that I thought the most recent like couple Steven Spielberg movies haven't been as good, mm-hmm. in my opinion at least. Yeah, as fair. his older stuff. Fair. Uh, and when I was looking at most recent Steven Spielberg movies, uh, one that comes up is Cats. Oh, that hurts. Why is he associated with Cats? <laughs> I didn't think he was. I'm very confused. Yeah, why would he be? Hold on. Uh, we don't that, need to spend too much time on it. Yeah, yeah, because that was... Uh, uh, his last one was Ready Player One. He maybe He did not direct Cats. He no, had nothing to direct. No, because that was a Tom Hooper. It may have been something to do with like, both musicals and everything like that. But yeah, I don't I'm know. not seeing it on his list right here, but... Uh, Although I do see Indiana Jones and Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, and that hurts too. Steven Spielberg's animated adaption of Cats. I think he was pegged to do a cats. Okay. And they didn't go with it. And that was stupid of them. Yes. Because this man has Catch Me If You Can, um, War Horse, Lincoln, Ready Player One, like Jaws, E.T., Color Purple. And here's the thing, Color Purple, he's done very well with taking musicals and turning them into movies. Um, Oh my God. Hook, Jurassic Park, Schindler's List, like this man, Saint Private Ryan. This man's mm-hmm. all over oh, yeah. the board. Spielberg has got a star studded, just absolutely crushed it. And I bring up the West Side Story because it's going to be a great segue into our actual movie because West Side Story is an adaptation of Romeo and Juliet mm-hmm. in musical form. Uh, and our main event bearing the lead is Romeo and Juliet because I finally got to pick the movie. It is brought to you by our. Only ad read, uh, Traley's Freelance and uh, Ghost Writing. She's a friend of the show and has been on our episode about the gentleman. Um, that both Kate and I were not on. Yes, that's also hey. true. Uh, but she can be found at traleyfest.com. C-A-E-L-I-F-A-I-S-S-T dot com. All right, let's get into Romeo and Juliet. This Romeo m- plus Juliet. Yes. 1996. Mm-hmm. And look, as someone who majored in theater performance, studied London Academy with dramatic arts, who freaking loves Shakespeare, I will be the first to say, if you don't understand the language, it is hard language to understand. And it's hard to hold your interest in these kinds of films, especially with the tragedies. And even though it's a love story, guess what? Romeo and Juliet is one of the biggest tragedies ever been. Mm-hmm. And you know what? If you don't know Romeo and Juliet, that's on you. That's been out for hundreds of years. We're spoiling the crap out of this movie. So I just... Yeah, I mean... It's, it's a tragedy. Fact. It's not a love story. This, okay, so... schools, yeah. But, I did no prior research to, before watching this. Uh, well, real quick, have either of you seen this movie before no, you watched no. it? Uh, actually, I have no. seen a lot of scenes from this, but had not seen the movie all the way through. Still can't say that either. I've um, seen none of this beforehand. 
Okay. It's personally my all-time favorites. And for a Shakespeare film, this movie had a budget of $14.5 million. Can we take a guess at how much it grossed? Unless you're looking at it. If you're looking at it, don't. I haven't it. looked it up yet. Don't I look it up. Give me a guess. Um, how much does it gross? On a 15 I couldn't budget. tell you. Uh, I'll I'm going to go, go with, with $89 million. Okay. I'm going to go with $45 million. $151.8 million. Wow. In the box office. See, that's I substantial. Really don't like this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know what? Okay, I'm really sorry, Kate. So, I'm gonna let you pretty much soapbox. No, that's this. fine. Here's the thing: I didn't, ex- I didn't expect you to like it. As someone who has known you as long as I have and has seen certain Shakespeare show, or like just played with you in general, it's not your cup of tea. No. When I started watching this, the frantic camera work, the bright colors, oh the snappy cuts, the boisterous dialogue, and very physical acting. You know what it made me reminded me of was Moulin Rouge. And it took about one minute to Google, and I realized that they are both Baz Luhrmann films. Mm-hmm. And then I also was completely not surprised to realize that Baz Luhrmann's other two films are Australia and Great Gatsby. Of so. <laughs> makes sense. I personally adore this movie because I've, as a stage actor, I have been in my share of Shakespeare film adaption, not film, but like t- stage adaptions. For example, I was in Midsummer Night's Dream that takes place in Athens, Greece, but guess what? We did in Athens, Georgia. And it took place on Stone Mountain. And every character went to yeah. a major Georgia school. That has Lys- geographical issues. Oh, yeah. Lysander went to UGA. I was an Emory Law student. Like, stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. I hate do certain adaptions from that. But this film itself, with the crime boss on both sides, I think it holds an interest. And it's beautifully filmed. The music with it. and See, my biggest... Complaints are some of the things about the filming. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, you all such remember this was the late nineties. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's no. it's MTV meets uh, Romeo and Juliet <laughs> GTA Five. But that was the whole point. Like in the Miami. Am I wrong? <laughs> I cannot see it now. Yeah. <laughs> but no, that was the whole point, especially because it gave you Miami Beach vibes, like whatever Venice Beach, well, like th- when he, when uh, Romeo Leonardo DiCaprio breaks into the Montague party. Capulet. He's a Montague. Montague. He's a Romeo Montague. Uh, The Capulet party and the guy, like, there's certain nods that I appreciated from just purely a, uh, like, theater perspective where you had a guy dressed as a girl doing the show, Mm -hmm. very much a nod to Shakespearean era men playing women's roles. Well, here's the thing. In the normal stage production, that's not a thing. This was a choice by Baz Luhrmann, like, to do this. Mm -hmm. Because Mercutio, it's always been perceived that Mercutio is bipolar based on some of his monologues that he has, especially about, uh, which I, my favorite one is Mercutio has this famous monologue where he talks about the Queen of the Fairies and all this stuff. And it, it is a little hard to follow with that, but the way he chose to go with, he's talking about drugs, he's talking about ec- ecstasy. Mm-hmm. And that taking this is gonna put him a whole other thing, but it shows that Mercutio is bipolar, especially with his drug use. And it showed it beautifully, because Mercutio is always on a high, huh. then he crashes low. And then it goes back and forth for when he is Romeo's best friend, but when he dies, he goes, a curse on both your houses, curse you all. Like, it just goes both ways, especially since he's easy to temper. Yeah, getting murdered is a... Uh, yeah, kind, kind of a relationship. Granted, though, he that's is... That's a low. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Grant, though, he was... Until he was provoked, he was not going to do that, like, be a part of this. But because he is quick to anger and is bipolar, it just set him off. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, like, I, I will say, like, of course, you have big names. Leonardo DiCaprio, Claire Danes, like, of course you have these big names. However, just Mercutio. 
is who's played by I cannot pronounce his last name and I'm sorry Harold Perineo sure Perineo he is one of my all time favorite actors so he's phenomenal he steals the show in this movie for me by far mm-hmm. like Baby Leo's great and Claire Danes I tolerate in this film Paul Rudd's in it <laughs> Paul, yeah we do get that a young a fun fact. we get young we Paul get Rudd in this young Paul Rudd in this. Paul Rudd John Leguizamo Mm-hmm. Uh, also, Christina Pickles, who plays Caroline Montague, is also, the mom and friends of Ross and Rachel, of Ross and Monica. Did yeah. not figure that out. John Leguizamo's head is three sizes smaller in this movie. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, like, of course, we get, um, we brought him up on this podcast before, um, John... Leguizamo? Thank you. Um, as Tybalt in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it's a great cast, and... We have Miriam Margolis, who's the nurse, who's also Madame Pomfrey in Harry Potter. Oh. <laughs> Or no, the herb master. Is that one free? Sprout. Professor Sprout. Oh, uh, yeah. She's the herbs master. And the nurse is fantastic in this too. Um, Can I? Yeah, I, please. I want your opinion on it. really hated that they brought over the Shakespearean language. Yeah. So I, much. I get that. I hate it so much. I get why they did it. it well, you that never was liked any kind of Shakespeare language. No, it's more just like, if you're going to do the Shakespeare language, just do it in Shakespeare time. If you're going to do a modern day movie as if it's in the real world, don't give it Shakespeare language. I disagree. No one talks like that. I disagree. I thought it made it... I thought it was more beautiful that way. And I thought it brought up a different art form with it. Especially since it doesn't happen often and it's hard to do. It's one of those... I get why. It's not my personal taste. Yeah. I think it was well executed for what they were going for. 100%. What they were going for is not my cup of tea. And that's the point. I, look, I yeah. picked this movie because I knew it wouldn't be my cup of tea. But as someone... But we would never have... In... A hundred years of this show, we would have never, like, no thought to even look this at this This is one, one of those films, you either love it or you hate it. And as someone who does have a background in theater and Shakespeare, and who has Hamlet leggings that she does wear out in public, like, <laughs> I love Shakespeare, and I think the language is absolutely beautiful, especially since a lot of the terms we use today come from Shakespeare's making up freaking words, right. just funsies. Um, and I think the under... And I will say... Claire Danes kills the language for me. She doesn't understand it the way the other actors do. Uh, yeah. Uh, and I'm surprised you're not a fan of it. Well, I get the language part, but I'm like, they walk around in the line, sure, it's the majority of the time. Oh, yeah. Like, I get the aesthetic. Uh, you would have been a, a Montague in your Hawaiian shirts open. I would have been a Capulet in my... <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> Sorry. Well, I feel like my heart just stopped. <laughs> oh... <laughs> I, I, I went to stretch my foot and I kicked my the table. I'm so sorry for our listeners who just... You just had strokes while driving? Yeah. Are you this listening? Will the first, this will be the first time I've had to edit something out of the show. And it will be so that I don't cause a car crash. <laughs> I was adjusting my chair. I thought I did something. I was like, what the fuck did I do? No, I'm so sorry. I, I thought oh. I was going to miss that. My bad. Oh, oh man. I, Romeo and Juliet. Make sure you got what we paying attention. Not my cup of tea. Not really your cup of tea, but your cup of tea for sure. <laughs> Glossing over what happened. Did y'all find anything beautiful about this? Like the no. filmography, the costuming, no. the sound? The filmography was as if I was on crack. Yeah. They, I hated it that, Baz Luhrmann's... <laughs> Baz Luhrmann's... It was my same issue with uh, Moulin Rouge, just Baz Luhrmann's uh, I, very frantic camera work. I enjoyed... I'm not a fan of Moulin Rouge for the, for, like, the music... Re- I... As you don't like the language in Shakespeare, yeah. because it's hard to follow with that, I thought adding that many musical elements as they did in Moulin Rouge made it harder to follow. So, I thought Shakespeare was easier. For me, 
the it's not that it's hard to follow for Shakespeare or for for Romeo and Juliet. It doesn't fit for me in the time. It's a time place issue. You're in modern day. You've got this anach- isn't modern day the anachronism. Yeah. Okay. It's, well, take it as it's in an alternate universe where Shakespeare language is the common tongue. I yeah, that doesn't mess in my mind. That, now I get not, why Romeo and Juliet killed themselves. Fair. <laughs> uh, Moulin Rouge works for me because like his it, it's very his shots and stuff because it's a fever dream essentially yeah it's all on some sort of drug well that's basically opinion. what this is supposed to be as well like a fever dream but like but with love like with right. the being so obsessed with someone mm-hmm. in that aspect yeah if I don't know if you really wanted to go like down a weird realm with this make Juliet be some drug that Romeo's hooked on that's like a, a literal drug <laughs> Uh, Ooh, give me Requiem for a Dream as... Yeah, yeah that'd be a... That's more I'm saying. It, that's I, a dark alliteration. I, I'm not a big play person. I respect Shakespeare and all the stuff. This is not for me in any way, shape, or form. That's fair. I think, I think some of you know, the character design, everybody has this gun that in the cars and everything is like so over the top and... Uh, there's a word in English that I'm trying to think of, and I can't think of Shakespeare it. Shakespeare probably made it up. <laughs> probably. Exactly. Uh, but everything. Flamboyant? Huh? Flamboyant? Yeah, honestly, flamboyant fits. I was thinking of something with an E or an H, I think. Uh, I don't know. Uh, so we're going to go with flamboyant. The, the Miami like, cartel, almost. Yeah. And they are very flamboyant over the mm-hmm. top with all this. But, like, yeah, I, I, I've always, anytime you make. Like Mad Max Fury Road, the cars are a direct correlation and speak a lot to the person driving them or yeah. operating them. And I like this in the same way where there's all this costume and set design that's meant to mirror the personality traits of the person wearing it yeah. to such a like obvious degree. Like Tybalt going as the devil for the costume party. Mm-hmm. And you have Romeo in the knight costume. Yeah. You have Juliet as the angel. Mm-hmm. It it does portray all that. Yeah. I understand why it's not y'all's cup of tea with it. But I still think for what they did with the Shakespeare film. Because Kent Branagh has done many Shakespeare films. Which we all had to watch throughout high school. His mm-hmm. Hamlet version. He's done much ado about nothing. Um, and they've done a bunch of which that film has Keanu Reeves in it, which always cracks me up whenever I watch oh. Jackson's bad guy and Michael Keaton as well. Um, I thought this was this was the only Shakespeare film that's come out that was mainstream, and I think they did a wonderful job making it for the masses, even if you didn't give a crap about Shakespeare. In this time period, with these actors and the choices they made, it was very late nineties. And it held a lot of people's interest, obviously, the box office. I might have had to watch this in high school. A, a lot of people did like it, and I do yeah. have fault them for it. Yeah. I, if I would have I mean, made crit- this movie... Critically, it yeah. has gotten better than worse reviews. Like, yeah. No, this was a this was a huge box office hit. Yeah, but. and it got a 72-ish on Rotten Tomatoes, I think. Yeah. Yep. Um, and honestly, I think that's mainly because it was Shakespeare. I mean, if I were to do it, I would have not had it be Shakespeare language, personally. It, yeah, like it, I, I, I would like have just adapted the, the the text to modern language. I disagree. Because it's this the same point. story. It is, but that's when you get like West Side Story, and you get a lot of like Romeo and Juliet like remakes of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I personally like about the Shakespeare language is, in normal Shakespearean plays, the Shakespeare language is really hard to fully understand unless you've been trained in it. But I think the actors did a great job in giving you some kind of like understanding and gist. For example, the opening scene when the bite your tongue at or bite my thumb at you, sir. 
In most Shakespearean shows, it's very like, ho oh, ho, I bite my tongue at, or my thumb at you. So you bite your thumb at me, I bite my thumb at you. Whereas in this, it shows, okay, that's basically flipping someone off. Okay, this is really going to start a freaking fight. Not like a low-key fight, like a major fight. And that's why you see the Montague man, like, do I, am I doing this? Am I doing this? Is going to back me up? Like, are we, are we going? Yeah, we are. Man's in the bathroom. Go for it. Go for it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> and like, he's like, I'm going to do it. And then they do it and they realize, we fucked up. And like, are jumping behind cars. Whereas in normal shows, they've never shown that. Even in like the 1960s movie that we all had to watch with the guy there, all the girls like, oh my God, he looks like Zac Efron without the plastic surgery, which he now has. Another story for the time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, this is the only times it shows the level of how bad it was to bite your thumb at someone. And like, oh, that is not a good move, sir. Mm-hmm. Um, and same with the priest, which I'm all about for Father Lawrence. Like, I, I'm sorry, if I had to cast this, I'd put Gibby as the priest in this. <laughs> He's literally shirt open, Hawaiian shirt, got the gum belt on under it, chilling with his plants. Like, I'm going to make some, like, cocktails for people. We're going to have a good time. And then he's like, oh, time to go to church. And buttons up with the Hawaiian shirt underneath. And it's like, let's do this thing. <laughs> but in most shows, the the f- priest, the Father Lawrence, is a very boring character. He's just like, I'm going to marry y'all, but I'm not going to really help y'all with anything else. I'm going to yeah, give her some points. He's there as a plot device. But I love that yeah. he puts Romeo in his place. Like, you freaking said you're live with Rosalind. And like the intensity he gives. It's very obvious that these actors... Everyone God. who was a part of this wanted to be a part of this. Yeah. There's a pretty good story that Baz Luhrmann talks about in an interview where Leonardo DiCaprio went to a workshop flying economy uh, in Australia with like 14 people to do kind of like a pilot version of this wow. um, to see if it worked. And pretty much like that was how it came to be. Uh, Baz Luhrmann didn't know that Leonardo DiCaprio was an actor at this point. He thought he was a model. And he was like, that'd be great if this kid could act. And his assistant was like, I got something to tell you. Um, And here's what's eating Gilbert Grape, where he should have won the Oscar for that. And then uh, Claire Danes, I think, was the last minute. uh, She was. The original choice was Natalie Portman. Yeah. However, at the time... Would it have been historically accurate? Yes, but Natalie Portman was 14 at the time, and Leonardo and they, DiCaprio they was 21, yeah. and they said during the footage it looked like DiCaprio was molesting her. Mm-hmm. So she got kicked out, and then next was Sarah Michelle Gellar, which would have been a very interesting choice. I get the time, because she was a big, big she name. She was kicking ass back then, yeah. Yeah, but she had to turn out due to scheduling conflicts. Probably and then it was DiCaprio... Oh, certainly. And then it was DiCaprio that vouched for Danes that she should be cast because he felt she was genuine in her line delivery mm-hmm. and did not try to impress him by flirting with him. However, I personally, Claire Danes is my one detraction. Thorn in my side yeah. in this film. I don't believe anything she... With Leo, and of course it's Leo, I felt meaning, he wasn't just saying the words. Like I felt like he was talking like it was modern day. Like, it was. Like, these are just his normal words. But with Claire Danes, I felt like she was reciting Shakespeare. And that was my biggest issue. Because the rest of the cast, again, with, like, Harold Perino, as well as um, um, Dash Miok, who played Benvolio, the passion in their face and their eyes was they said the Shakespeare monologue, it made it seem like it was everyday lines. Mm-hmm. Whereas Claire Danes, even though she had great passion and great line delivery, I felt like she was reciting Shakespeare. And that's what took me out of it the most, was with her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course... The kid, the freaking kid, 
His na- he was the choir boy who sang at the wedding. His name is Quentin Tar- Tarver. Oh. He has an amazing singing voice. Absolutely phenomenal. But his eyes are dead when he sings. There's no passion. He's dead behind the eyes. It, yeah, you watch that scene. It's very funny looking. Like, <laughs> just going back at it. Right, he, he's his, not there. Because close your eyes. The voice like has <laughs> the passion and the drive that needs to be sung. And then you open your eyes and his eyes are like, my soul's not here. It's dead. It's at Taco Bell at 3 in the morning. <laughs> Um, For me, that's a good calculation of the movie. I think the sound of it is great. The visuals don't go with it. See, that's I think part, that's fine. I personally think they work because they are so. You would never put them together. Right. And therefore, I think they work. And I like the way they did it because in the 90s, at that time, as a crime thriller, you have the news reporter saying, Two houses in Verona, both alike in dignity. Like, literally, as a news. Mm. Yeah, you they, have, they do mesh. Like is if you wanted to do this and get the old dialogue meshed in, yeah. this is as seamless as I think you could ever. Oh, for sure. Translate what sixteen hundreds dialogue, whatever it was. Yeah, I into the day like fourteen hundred, one thousand maybe. Who knows? I don't know. When was Shakespeare? Who is Shakespeare? <laughs> and also, I like the. This is why multiple history checks in a row, man. Why Shakespeare? But I like the choices they made. Instead of having the prince, they had Captain Prince, who's head of the police force. That makes more sense for this. And also, I just... And here's the thing. I am not a Romeo and Juliet fan at all. I am Lady Macbeth all the way. But um, I will say I really love the choices they made because I hate when Juliet stabs herself and draws out that death. Like, ugh, ugh. <laughs> I hate that. I despise it. But the gunshot to the head, beautifully done, clean. You get the point. As well as the faraway pole. Also, I like what they did to make it more tragic at the end. Because in most Romeo and Juliet's, Romeo takes the poison thinks he's died with his love. And then Juliet wakes up and is like, well, fuck. No, in this one, Romeo's dying when Juliet wakes up. And he realizes she's not dead, but he's already taken the poison. He's out. And the amount of just emotion in Leo's eyes with that. That's a hell of a poison. It kills him real quick. Yeah. Well, that was the whole point of it. As well as like, but like in most of the plays, they give you that like, oh, he thinks he died to be with his love. No, and this he's like already taking the poison. She wakes up and he's like, I do like that like gut wrencher. Yeah, gives it a little bit more weight. Exactly. So I like the choices that they made, and I mean, I didn't think y'all would love it as much as I do, but I'm sad y'all didn't enjoy it as much as I hoped. But teach their own. That's fair. Yeah. I think it's a beautifully filmed movie in the way that they did with Shakespeare, and it's hard to do Shakespeare right. And I think the choices they made, instead of doing a balcony, doing it at the pool, doing um, a Halloween ball with it, choosing the mobs as well as, like, I think they made good choices with what they did with it. Yeah, I mean, the film's not without merit. They, they mm-hmm. clearly had a lot of passion, a lot of effort went into it, a lot of good stuff. And it did well in the box office for a reason. Didn't translate for me. That's fair. Fair. What's, uh, what's everybody's ratings on this one? Um, we all want to give to the high rating. <laughs> um, they said, well, okay, before we go, though, critical response, they said the film was fresh and original, and it r- rated about a 7 out of 10, with the constant Baz Luhrmann's visual aesthetic is a diverse as it is fresh and innovative. It's definitely diverse. Yes. And mm-hmm. it's mixed. It had mixed or average reviews. It either was a 10, or it was a 5. Or not a 10. Yeah, like... <laughs> It was hard, and a lot of people said um, it, the, success, the success of any adaption of a Shakespeare play is determined by two factors. The competence of the director and the ability of the main cast members. And I think 
the director and the cast members were good choices that made it the way it was. Yeah. And I hate that y'all don't have anything more to say. I've talked about this movie by myself <laughs> the entire time. I really thought y'all had more to say. Uh, yeah. It, I don't know. It, like, I've, I've kind of broken down my critical complaints with it and stuff. It's not, you know, not much more to compound on than I don't have a ton to positive to say on it. And I like to try and keep... This, this might be my lowest rated movie for us. That's fair. Um... I will say at the six at the sixty ninth Academy Awards, it was nominated for best art direction and set decoration and such. So it did go up. Uh, who wants to start off with the race? I guess y'all can go first. I know y'all didn't like, it, and I appreciate that y'all let me pick out a movie first because yeah, yeah. I'm someone who loves the yeah, absolutely the Shakespeare and the artistic world with that. Yeah, and I like that. I now know that there, you know. I like that I have now experienced something because in order to know how much you like other things, you do need a contrasting point. Yeah. I think if it wasn't in Shakespeare language, you both would have enjoyed it a lot more. I think I would enjoy it. I think that's an accurate, yeah. Whereas I appreciate it more because it wasn't in Shakespeare language. Because if you look behind you, the biggest book on my shelf there is all of Shakespeare's plays on that third shelf right there. I'm definitely a Shakespeare fanatic, yeah. So I appreciate it because it was. Fair. Oh. Hugh, you want to lead us off? You want me to? You want to? I, th- I think I'll, I'll think I'll be in the it. yeah. I think I'll be in the middle, so probably the safest bet. Yeah, you go. Um, I for me, this is a forty nine out of hundred. Okay. Uh, like critically and thinking about it in its time period and what they're going for, all taken into account, minus my appreciation for it, comes out right there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm right around there with you, honestly. I I'd, I'd give it a forty five, probably. Wow, y'all really hated on this film. It just, it really, I could not get into it. I don't know. Like, I know y'all didn't get into it to the point where y'all aren't even making, like, 45 this out of that. Like, y'all just... No, you don't have to. I, to give give this credit, I do have, like, three movies that I've mentally given a one. I mean, you've given lower ones on this. You might not have given them a score, but you said lower numbers previously. I was going back through... Specifically that one. That one you get. Yeah, the no, that's true. Well, but this was far more, this was executed far better. Correct. Yeah. yeah. It, and that's that saves it by a fair amount. Like, yeah, I was tempted to give it somewhere in the 45 or 55, just that execution, but I just, mm-hmm. oh, I really did not enjoy it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Q, Q looks like he's physically going through an ordeal discussing this. <laughs> uh, 45. Bad beach scenes out of hundred. <laughs> I don't know. To each their own. Yeah. I love this. It was probably one of my yeah. higher ratings. What do you give it? I'd give it eighty-eight curses on both y'all's fucking houses. <laughs> oh, you uncultured swine. Fair. <laughs> we'll be. Uh, I guess we'll be back next week um, with. Something from Star Wars, I guess. Well, Something I was going to say, Wars. while we have it here, pull the Star Wars movies. Oh, we'll do this off air. Yeah, oh, we should do this off yeah, air. Yeah, we're, we're sure. going to do this off air. Ah, fine. Mainly because we've been recording a very long time. It's uh, good. Okay. Yeah, peace out. <laughs> uh, but thank you everybody for joining us. And, and if anyone's listening, call in. Give me your opinion on this movie. I thought it was a great movie. Yeah, let us know how wrong we are. <laughs> or how right we are. Wrong. We'll see you next time. Yeah.